This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 27th of September. Pack your suitcases, Flux fam. <laughs> Prime Minister Scott Morrison says international travel will return when Australia hits the 80% vaccination rate. And that's on track to be achieved by Christmas. Ooh. Now it's all about which country will actually take us. <laughs> Brett, you love the games. And now I'm pretty certain you're going to love the movie adaptation. Okay. Nintendo is working on a film all about, wait for it, mm. Mario. <laughs> so Chris Pratt's going to play Mario. Anya Taylor Joy from Queen's Gambit is going to play Peach and Jack Black is going to be playing the one, the only, Bowser. Three nostalgic stories today. Let's do it. For our first. Sportsbet, the Australian gambling giant, is officially one of the top advertisers in Australia, spending $139 million on ads and sponsorships. Ooh, not sure we should be celebrating this one, but they are big, big spenders. What is the story here? Okay, so Sportsbet is the Australian online gambling company and it's owned by another company called Flutter Entertainment. It's been around since 19. 1993, and despite its name, Sportsbet doesn't just offer sports betting. It famously offered odds on how the world would end back in 2015. <laughs> or who's going to win The Bachelor. They also floated a giant Jesus air balloon over Melbourne to promote betting on the Brazilian World Cup. And Brett, now it's been revealed, no surprise, that Sportsbet is one of the biggest advertisers in Australia. And this makes them one of the top five biggest spenders next to Harvey Norman, Coles, Woolworths and the federal government. <laughs> to put it into perspective, they outspent their nearest betting competitor by almost 80% when it came to ads. So what is the key learning here? Sports betting in Australia is gaining more popularity than a teen Netflix series. Get this one. The amount of money that Aussies spend gambling on sports has been growing at around 10% per year since 2015. And every year, Aussies place more than 300 million bets on sports bet alone. And a lot of this is because of the rising popularity of online and mobile betting platforms, especially during COVID. Last year, one in three Aussies signed up for a new betting account. And Jazzy Boy, Experts reckon that constant gambling ads are triggering more bets and more debts and more addictions. So the big question is, will gambling ads ever be banned or at least outlawed in the family-friendly primetime slot? For our second story, Rolex, the expensive watch brand, says the scarcity of its products isn't a marketing strategy, <laughs> even though it's never been more expensive to buy their products. Hmm, sounds like a little bit of a coincidence, Brett. <laughs> what is the story? All right, so Rolex is the world's leading luxury watch brand. It's the watch worn by Roger. Federer immediately after he steps <laughs> off the tennis court. Started in Switzerland back in 1905 and they're now worth nearly 10 billion US dollars. And Jazzy, when we say luxury, we really mean <laughs> yeah, luxury. Their cheapest watch is priced at over $6,000. Yes, we really did just say they're cheapest. <laughs> and Brett, you might be thinking, what the hell makes these watches <laughs> so expensive? The supposed craftsmanship <laughs> and design of Rolex watches are pretty costly. And Brett, these things are like cockroaches. Pretty much nothing <laughs> can kill this watch. But just like pretty much every other company, Rolex has been plagued by some serious supply chain shortages during COVID. And this makes it even more difficult and more expensive to get your hands on a Rolex than ever before. But Rolex says this is not a marketing strategy. <laughs> so what's the key learning here? You always want what you can't have and that's called scarcity marketing, Justin. Scarcity marketing is a marketing strategy that capitalizes on a customer's FOMO. And it's based on the actual psychological principle that people always want what's really tough to get. Kind of like that awful saying, treat them mean, keep them keen. <laughs> you can kind of think of it like supply and demand. When there's a low supply and a high demand for a product, that product will naturally increase in price. And it's often why cafes bring out certain flavours of products for a limited time only. <laughs> Brett, it kind of reminds me of the De Beers group, which controls a large portion of the diamond trade. Yeah, in the past, they were able to manipulate the supply of diamonds. AKA, reduce the production. And also increase the demand through their marketing campaigns. Diamonds are forever. <laughs> yep, your life is a life, Luxfam. <laughs> but in this case, Rolex says it just ain't so. Mm. 
For our third and final story, the European Union has revealed plans to standardize phone and laptop charging cords, and this may cause Apple to shake in their multi-trillion dollar booties. <laughs> Brett, I cannot tell you how many charges I've had to buy for my iPhone. What is the story? Yeah, well, we all know that feeling. There's USB connectors, there's USB-C connectors, there's Apple Lightning connectors. <laughs> and it kind of feels like whatever charger you need, your mate has the opposite. <laughs> so now the European Union has announced plans to make USB-C connectors the standard charging port for all smartphones phones and other electronic devices. And why are they proposing to standardise it? Well, Justin, they're hoping that by standardising charging ports, they'll reduce environmental waste. And this is meant to come into effect in 2024. But it could spell some pretty bad news for old Apple, who've always relied on their own proprietary special ports. (laughs) So what's the key learning here? Proprietary technology is basically anything that a company invents and only uses for their own products. And Apple has always benefited from proprietary charging cords and headphones. This dates back all the way to to the first iPod classic to even the latest iPhone 13. Continuously changing its proprietary technology has meant that Apple has controlled the purchases of its tech accessories. Which has been hugely lucrative for them. In fact, Apple's wearables home and accessories division made $30 billion last year alone. So we can see why they're not so impressed by the EU's plans. Flux fam, it is once again day one of this week's Flux Daily Quiz. And this week, the winner of the Flux Daily Quiz is going to win a $100 Bunnings voucher. And here's how it works, Flux fam. Five simple questions every day of the week based on the podcast and newsletter. And if you get it all right, you've got the chance to win the big prize. Head to quiz.flux.finance to play the game. Or the link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.